You are now listening to A Corporate Streets Presentation. Welcome to The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week we are talking about the 13th law. When asking for help, appeal to people's self-interest, never to their mercy or gratitude. And Jaron, if you would grace us with that translation, please. All right, so tr- today's translation comes from my um, ninth grade civics teacher. He uh, taught us his acronym uh, very early on in the year. Um, and it's basically called WIFM, W-I-I-F-M. And okay. that stands for what's in it for me. And basically, um, it's kind of just the approach that people take, you know, when doing business, you know, everybody wants to know what's in it for them. So if you're buying something, you know, people want to know what's in it for me. If you're selling something, people want to know what's in it for me. Or in this case, if you're trying to help somebody or get help, it's still with them. Still is the general principle here. Nice. Love it. Love the translation. And I'll give us a few words from the OG. If you need to turn to an ally for help, do not bother to remind him of past assistance and good deeds. He will find a way to ignore you. Instead, uncover something in your request or in your alliance with him that will benefit him and emphasize it out of all proportion. He will respond enthusiastically when he sees something to be gained for himself. And in Law 11, last week, I made a comment. Do not be the needy beggar. And um, I came up with that because for me, it's very clear. If you appear to be needy and desperate, you begin to have that appearance of being a liability or a burden. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that first time you ask for that help, you might get that help because, you know, people want to help you. They like you. But if you come to ask for help over and over and over again, you start to wear out that wear out that welcome really, really quickly. Needy beggar. Yeah. Needy beggar. I don't want to be around the needy dragging me down, always needing something. Everybody. And there's nothing that they can do. Yeah. And there's nothing that they can do to help you. They just need all the time. (laughs) They use you. Use me till you use me up. (laughs) Like the song <laughs> yep yep <laughs> but i guess in a way it is still the whiffing principle at least for on mm-hmm. their end but they're not considering um the the party that they're asking for uh, who they're asking for help from you know that's kind of one of the things that um they again they, they teach you when you're in sales Mm-hmm. Is you have to appeal to what the other person wants. True. And so you can't just go to somebody and be like, hey, you know, and I guess like when people um, are in the streets, you know, trying to hustle for some money, they come up and say, 
you know, it's a difference between a guy saying, hey, can I get $5? Or, you know, can I get $2? And then that's just it. Versus the person that says, can I get $2 so I can eat? Or the person that comes up and says, hey, you want me to shine your shoes or wash your windows for two bucks? Man, I actually had that happen this morning. Uh, I went to go, I went to Starbucks this morning because I needed some Wi-Fi really quick and I wasn't at home. And I got back in my car and there was this guy who was uh, dressed in very dirty and uh, tattered clothing. And he had a spray bucket and a, and a rag and he made eye contact with me. He lifted it and like, you know, twitched his eye like, hey, you want me to wash the windows for right. you? And I, not, I, I, you know, I nodded like, nah, I'm good. And then I was like, man, but at least he's trying to work for it. So I got out of my car and gave him in a dollar. Exactly. And he was like, thank you, sir. Thank you. I was like, yeah, man, uh, I, I can't be mad at that. He's rather than just asking me for something, he appealed because my windows did need to be washed. I don't even know why I told him no. I was no, nah, I'll do it myself when I get time is what I was thinking. But my he my car was clearly dirty and he could have helped me by washing my windows really quick. Right. And he tried to appeal to something that I needed versus just asking right. me for money. And yeah, and. You know, not not that this happened to me today, but around my job, there would be like a younger guy who's who's actually dressed pretty decently. You know, had shoes that were better than mine. He had like a, a like a chain on or something. <laughs> yeah. And he's always hitting people up for money. And he's just, it's just, can I have some change? And he's just always asking for some change. And it's like he's not offering anything. Like there's nothing in it for me. I don't. I mean, I guess maybe. You know the, the thought that I've helped somebody, but, not really because I see the guy all the time. Right. You know, and he doesn't look like he needs help. He's not offering me any particular service. He's not offering me directions, or he ain't opening the door for me or anything. Right. The OG was talking about that there are many people out there that believe that justice and nobility of their cause would prevail. And appealing to justice and gratitude may have succeeded in the past, but more likely than not, uh, it has dire consequences. And I can see the truth in that statement, because if justice and nobility always prevail, then all the nice guys in the world would be in relationships right now. <laughs> True. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be getting left out to the side. Those guys you're talking about, you know, they wouldn't be lusting after their uh, Instagram woman crush Wednesdays, <laughs> right? Exactly. The American Red Cross. They wouldn't have to call people three times a month to get people to donate blood. I mean, if it was all about justice and nobility, and programs to feed like the homeless, they would either be full of funds or. <laughs> There wouldn't be that many people that are hungry in the world if it was just about the justice and the nobility, because people would be giving people food. There'd be nobody hungry or people would be giving their money to these companies, these programs to make sure other people have food to eat. So even when you go, like I was talking about the American Red Cross calling and calling and calling, even when you go to give blood, they offer you snacks, they offer you drinks, they offer you tickets to the Clipper game because nobody really cares about the Clippers in LA. It's only they only have like sixteen fans. Okay. So if your sports team is not good, 
I'm pretty sure the American Red Cross is offering free tickets to those games when you go and donate blood. Uh, they're even trying to appeal to you by giving you something for free, something that was probably donated to them. But it doesn't matter. They're trying to give you something so you can don't donate your blood. Are the Clippers not good this year? Uh, yeah, they're decent this year. They're actually really good this year. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, talking. Why, like, why they giving away? <laughs> you know what? Uh, they gave away Clippers tickets two years ago. I don't know if oh, they're still okay. giving those away. I was going to say, man, yeah. that was live. Yeah, city they've been now, good. Right? <laughs> it is. It's live city. They've been doing really good this season. Shout out to those clips because they're doing good. But if you're talking about Clippers versus Lakers, even though the Lakers have been sucking longer than what the Clippers have in yeah. these last few years, you're not getting free Lakers tickets. Ticket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, gratitude, the appearance of gratitude, is a burden that man gladly disregards, according to the OG, right? Mm-hmm. So I can understand that because it's not easy to be thankful or show appreciation, right? It takes work to be an appreciative person or to be a thankful person. So it's very easy for people to disregard that burden of having gratitude. You know what I'm saying? So in the times that, you, that you're in need of a favor, if you tell somebody, remember when I did this for you? Or if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have been able to achieve whatever. Right. Can't you see how that type of conversation can irritate people? Because for number one, that favor was probably done umpteen years ago and you're bringing it back up. And number two, you feel like, well, did you just do that favor for me so you can try to coerce me to do something for you at a later date? You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's a problem with coming to people empty handed, asking for favors and telling them, hey, remember in the past when I did this for you? I can see why that's an issue. What about you, Jaren? How, how do you feel about that? So, I kind of, <clears throat> kind of struggle actually with, with I struggle with this quota, um, or excuse me, this law, a bit when I first heard it. Really? Why is that? Because I mean, I hear it, and it's it's very clear to me why this would be considered a law. But uh, I like, I love to hear you be the the advocate, the devil's advocate. So I, I had trouble figuring out where I heard this. And actually, I was just I thought I just thought about it just now. <laughs> and I was just looking it up real quick and I still couldn't find it. But basically, um, what I heard about as far as giving is that you do want to appeal to people's sense of helping somebody. Somebody. OK. So okay. basically to go back to the the beggar so it's a it, you would normally see positive results if um if you say hey do you think you can help me out because most people want to you know the the the, the kindness in people is okay. more willing to help somebody out versus a a a big man can i get a dollar you know if okay. they now if he said hey uh, can I get a? Uh, can you help me out? I'm trying to, you know, get on a bus. I need a dollar. That would probably generate more positive results versus just, hey, can I get a dollar? You get what makes I mean? sense. I, I can see that. So for me, what I hear, what you're saying is that if you're going to ask, rather than just asking, you want to appeal to the person's charity or right. sense of charity by right. saying, 
you can really help me by doing this, right? Yeah, and that's that's been something that's actually been a tactic that I've had been using for the past couple of years since I first um, heard that. And I mean, you could just toss in, can you help me or toss in that word help in pretty much anything, even though it's not really a helping thing. But like I would say, you know, with my photography stuff, I would approach a girl and say, hey, I was wondering if you could help me out. So right there, bam, I just opened it up with the help me out. So now they're in a position kind of a power. They're in a position of power, you know, because now it's like, oh, they're helping out somebody. I have the opportunity to do something good for someone. And then I go on and tell them, like, hey, I'm working on this project. Uh, You know, I think you'll be good for it. Blah, 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 blah. But see, right, right there, you're using the 13th law still. Because although you're asking, can you help me out? Mm-hmm. That's actually a cool tactic. But at the end of the day, you're saying, I'm working on this project. And instantly, I'm pretty sure that person that you're asking, you said she was a model. What do you say she was? It could be a regular person or whatever. You know. Or a regular person. Yeah. Uh, you're working on this project. Uh, if it's a person that enjoys taking pictures or does some modeling and you're doing photography work, they're looking at how they can get some use out of this situation. Well, for that person, yeah, but like a, a actual real example is, um, I was I had a project I was doing for a class, and okay. I approached people on the streets and I wanted to do street portraits of just random okay. people. So these weren't models. I was actually using film, and so these people. I mean, I could have given them the pictures, but you know, they took the picture with the expectancy of not getting anything. And it was simply, okay. hey, can you help me out? I have this class. You know, I got this project for this class. I need to take some pictures of people. Can you pose for me? Got it. But and how I, long did it take them to pose? Just a few seconds. And what else did they have to do after that? Walk away and go about their business. See, I think in that situation, it was so easy that all they had to do is stand there However, if yeah. you were asking people to do something for you, an act that took effort mm-hmm. and took maybe more than an hour of effort, a day of effort, it took follow-up effort. When they think about what it takes, the effort versus the impact, uh, I think that that tactic wouldn't work as well as it worked. Your tactic of just appealing to the charity wouldn't work as well if it took more effort. But in a case like this... Um, I mean, we just talked about this on last week's podcast about people taking pictures in public. You uh-huh. know, people, I mean, this is post 9-11 when I'm asking this, you know, for people to take people's pictures. And so, you know, people are, you know, just a little more suspicious about things. Why is this weird man asking to take a picture? You know, who's still using film, you know, <laughs> film cameras? You know, just, and so... They definitely could have said no, but I didn't have anybody tell me no. Um, right. I mean, I, I have a lot of practice at approaching people on the street like that, but still, most people, you know, were definitely willing to pose for the picture. I mean, I've been, um, you know, shut down before just taking pictures of, you know, on, in the public doing my street photography, but um, rarely am I ever shut down when just asking someone. But I always exactly. approach them and you know with what? help. I kind of feel like you use a little bit of Law 12 as well because you're giving them something. You're giving them the opportunity to 
help you finish a pro a project yeah. in that sense yeah. right you, yeah. you're giving them something it's like hey can you help me like you said you put them in a position of power right. now uh i think so i'm gonna save the rest of this conversation that we're having right now for the reversal because okay. i think what we're talking about now can be helpful for the reversal okay um i think that what robert green is talking about and the essence of this particular law he's talking about you're work you're working with someone or you're uh, maybe maybe you're a celebrity maybe you're maybe you're dealing with a family member and you need help working on your house and you're going to be working on your house for a while you need somebody to come and help you it's like man he needs me to come help him again and you ask him hey i really really need your help it'll it'll be really helpful if you you know help me i need a it's a two-man job i'm only one man it's just me and my wife but I, I need somebody who's stronger than my wife to help me. Just, nope. just doing that charity is like, man, what are you gonna be doing? Oh, while well, I'm putting up this drywall, nope. and then I got to do some wiring of the of the house. I got to wire the electricity in the house. You're gonna get a bunch of no's, right? However, if you were able to somehow appeal to that person's interest, whoever mm. you're talking to, appeal to their interest, they'll be more likely to want to help you, even if it's a daunting task. And I think that's the essence of what he's talking See, about. The but what you're saying is important. The number, the number one way to get me to say no to something, like the number one question to ask me for me to say no to, like pretty much 99% of the time, <laughs> What's is that? Uh, asking you to move. <laughs> like, I, like carrying washing machines up steps and stuff, I just, ugh. It, that's it for you, it, asking to move. That's the worst thing in the world, like to, to ask me. <laughs> I don't want to help anybody move. I don't even want to move myself. <laughs> right. You you get you pay people to do that. I don't know. You, get you might have to, to use all forty eight laws on me to to, <laughs> to get to me get to, you to agree to do that. I'm sure one of them will get you. One of them will convince you that this is what you really want to do. Is you want to help me move? So people are practical out here, man. And practical people usually want to talk about the future and they want to forget about the past because really you can't change the past. Nope. So talking about who did what favor for them in the past doesn't really appeal to them. It's all about what they can what they can do in the future or what can help them in the future. What can make their job easier in the future? Right. What can make their life easier in the future? And so a couple keys to power that the OG was talking about. He says on your quest for power, you'll find yourself in various situations where you need to uh, ask help of people that are more powerful than you. And he said that there's an art to doing this. There's an art to asking for this help. And, and this is the most important thing that he's saying is that the asker must understand the interests of the person to whom they're asking that help from. Right. So you have to know who you're dealing with and what, what appeals to them. So I would never ask you to move because you just told me that no amount of money is going to make you interested in helping me move. I can't convince you that that's a, that's a thing that you want to do. So moving, I should already know that that's a thing that I'm not going to ask Jaren to do. There are other things I can ask you to help me with, but moving is not one of them. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Dude, it just takes all day. Like, you know, you're you're doing you're doing this for hours, so you have to carry this these appliances and stuff up steps and down steps, and then you got to do the same thing when putting them in the in the. Bro, new they have house. dollies that you you, can, new, you can get. You must didn't have a dolly. It's man. still you crazy no heavy. Help. Like I had to help a friend move, 
and the washing machine still had water in it. And <laughs> yo, that friend didn't know what the hell he was and, doing. And they okay. had the, you had the dolly, and the the steps was too narrow to really get it up. And dude, it was just who moves a washing machine with a load of clothes in it, <laughs> with, with water inside of it? Like he didn't take the hose off and drain the water or nothing. He has wet clothes, a full load that's that's not even finished the cycle. Yeah, and he's trying to move. Yeah. Yo, come on, man. But. Yo, he was not trying to help. Look, if you want to help first, you got to help yourself. All right. <laughs> oh, man. So another thing that the OG was talking about is, you know, we often have this tendency of confusing our needs with somebody else's needs. So let's say let's say that you're asking like you want to be promoted. Right. Eventually. So you go to your boss. You're like, look, man, I think it's my time. I need to be promoted. Oh, really? Okay, so um, did you make us more efficient in some kind of way, or are you doing more work? Or no, I mean, I just felt like I needed a raise. I mean, I've been working for the company here for um, four months. I mean, I, I feel like it's time for me to be promoted. Oh, really? Just that fast, huh? Um, yeah. So we. So what, what do we? What do we get out the deal? Anything? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm not sure. I mean, I guess we just gonna have to find out. Find out. <laughs> yeah, see that? See there? That that's not gonna work. <laughs> nobody's gonna nobody's gonna promote you with that type with that type of speech. You know what I'm saying? You need a better spiel than that. You're gonna have to appeal to your boss's interest by telling them what you can do for them, how much more you can save. How much more you can do. You know what I mean? When you're asking people for help, try not to get caught up into thinking that your interest and your need is the same as what they need. Because it's not. Because they don't need to give you more right. money. I think I think the moral of the story is you have to have like a balance. You have to find a balance. Because obviously you definitely need to serve your own interest. But at the same time, you need to cater to what you know their interests are. And that's the problem is that a lot of times people don't succeed in the art of asking for help because like the OG said, it's an art to ask for help. We get trapped in our own wants, needs, and, and our own desires. So we believe that our needs matter over what the other person wants. So let's take, for instance, like a Shark Tank, right? Shark Tank is a show of investors, and they call those sharks, that listen to these sales pitches of entrepreneurs who are trying to get funding for the business, right? You can't just go on that show asking for money. That's going to be an easy no. I mean, these investors are millionaires multiple times over. They could just give you the money if they wanted to. I mean, do they have the money? Absolutely. But if they just gave everybody the money, they would be broke. They, they want to find something that they can invest in and make a profit. That's what interests them as a shark or an investor. If you want to get them to invest... You need to show them that you got a good product, a good design, that there's, that is needed in the marketplace, and you got to show that it's profitable. And again, I mean, that's all about the balance because obviously you're on the show because you're trying to get your product out, but at the same time, they want to make sure they're investing their money into something that's going to you know, make more money for them. So again, it's about that balance. I mean, we all, I mean, of course we, I mean, that's... What that's the number one thing people love to talk about is themselves, mm-hmm. and so of course 
you can't just abandon your own needs when coming to ask somebody for something because you know you you obviously need something so you just have to make sure you have that balance exactly and like Jaren was saying, people talk about themselves. And since they do, you need to be listening up to find out what motivates them. Does it motivate them being compassionate and helping people? Is it gifts? Is that what motivates them? Is it gaining more money? And yeah, that's, that's definitely, um, like you mentioned, that's an art. You know, if you see somebody and, you know, you need to ask them for something, maybe they have like a cool car. Mm-hmm. You could open up the conversation talking about the car, just kind of lowering their, their their defenses, you know. But now you're a friend, and then you can go into what you need help with. Yeah, you know, even though it's not necessarily anything that's in it for them in this case, but it's at least, um, you know, again lowering the defenses. So now you can now proceed on to ask for help. True. And in each step in acquiring this power, you have to train yourself to think inside that other person's mind so you can know and see what their needs and interests are. And that's the top tip from the OG. So basically he's saying be strategic and calculated. And right after that, he goes straight into that reversal, man. And this reversal, he's saying that there are people that view the appeal of self-interest as ugly and ignoble. These people prefer to exercise a charity, mercy, and justice, which is their way of feeling superior to you. So, I mean, that's totally opposite of what the entire (laughs) law was about, right? At first, he's saying that you need to appeal to people's self-interest. But there are people out there who think that it's ugly and it's it's cheap and it's ignoble to just want to, it's like, it's considered like a bribe in a sense. So people don't like to do that. So... How should you know when to appeal to people's self-interest or should you appeal to their charity? How do you know when to do that? I think it's just I think it's just it's it's going to be tough, especially if it's like a just walking up and meeting somebody. But I mean, you just have to learn how to um, I think it's like if it's a business dealing, you know, perhaps it's not going to be charity that you're going to be trying to appeal to. You're going to have to come to them, you know, with dollars and cents. What's going to, you know, be more lucrative for them in that case? It just like your example, all you wanted them to do was stand there and pose for a picture to help you with the project. You're helping a student. I think, yep. I think you can appeal to charity helping a student, right? But if I said, hey, I need $5,000, can you help me with that? They're going right. to look at you like you're crazy right. because that's that's not. So I think that, in my opinion, it's an easy way to gauge to tell who you're dealing with. Because, I mean, first of all, Robert Greene says you have to pay attention to the person that you're talking to to see what appeals to them. But an easy way to gauge, in my mind, is that just think about, is that person competitive or are they greedy? You know what I mean? Or right. are they a competitive person or a greedy person? If they are, then they self-interest, you know, would interest them. That's how they might be motivated, something that they can put their hands on. If they can win at something or they can get more money. Are they still competing to be the best or have they been winning for a while? You know, just let's take a real estate agent. If they're the most legendary real estate agent, they've been winning for the longest. Maybe they're not looking to be that competitive and they don't need to. Tend, you don't need to tend to their self-interest. They just want to help now. 
They've been winning for so long. They're about to retire out the game. They want you to be the best that you can be. You know what I mean? Right. And in my mind, that's a state of what I call ambitious relaxation. I mean, they're not, they're not just giving up, but they're relaxing, though, because they've been winning for so long. There's a good chance that they've been winning so long. I mean, how much money can Bill Gates get? You know what I mean? You, you can appeal to Bill Gates' charity if he's interested in your charity, I'm sure, uh, versus trying to appeal to his self-interest because he's been winning for a long time. He's been winning a game of Monopoly for a while. Right. So, and last thing, uh, Robert Greene said it. Uh, I, I paraphrase it a little bit. It's pretty much the same thing, but basically do not expect charity from greedy people and don't appeal to greed for people who are charitable. And I mean, it's it's pretty clear on why. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Right yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty easy to understand and take in. All right, and this has been a, uh, another episode of the Corporate Streets Podcast. And um, as always, we aren't just, uh, you know, trying to steal the shine from Robert Greene, OGRG. We uh, do encourage you to go out and actually get your own copy of the 48 laws of power tj and i we've been actually listening to it on uh on the uh audiobook you could do that get you a hard copy get both we want to see our ogrg shine okay yeah like we want to see him win yeah like i said i mean he has he has a a line that needs to be cut and he has to pay somebody to do it and I mean, it has to be done twice a day. I mean, it's a, it's a struggle out there for him. So, you know. Yeah, man, and and we we're important to the book, and the book is important to us because we don't have the content without the book. But we are important. Check this out: Robert Greene's book is the ribeye steak. It's cooked medium, okay? So it's nice and tender and juicy. But we're that wine that you pair that steak with. So that's how we fit into this picture. Go ahead. Yeah. That's that's rich people talk. I don't know how any of that stuff tastes, but <laughs> and you can reach us uh, by email at uh, the corporate streets with the Z at gmail dot com. The corporate streets at gmail dot com. We um, can be found on Twitter at corp streets and on Facebook the corporate streets podcast and. Um, and that's everything. So the closing here is going to be a little different. Um, I couldn't find a proper movie quote because I just started looking like five minutes before we was about to record. So, <laughs> oh yeah, just just tell everybody how you've been slacking though. Good job, Doc. Yeah, I, good I, job. I definitely was slacking. But um, this quote comes from a guy named Brian Tracy. He's just a man I found on the internet. <clears throat> This better and, be a damn good quote, bro. You're just picking random people off the net. Go ahead. All right. It's actually kind of the opposite. Well, okay. It goes, successful people are always looking for opportunities to help others. Unsuccessful people are always asking, what's in it for me? Mm -hmm. so. Wow, you brought it back full circle, baby. Yeah. Full circle. Wait, wait. And next week's law is pose as a friend, work as a spy. Again, sounds a bit shaky. 
we'll talk about it. We'll we'll see. We'll see if it's shady or not. We'll make that determination next week. All right. Thanks for listening to the Corpus Dreams Podcast. Peace. your life, attain your goals. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, Powercast, 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 Powercast.